Are you ready to get the support you need for your author career and life? Join international indie bestseller Angela J. Ford and fantasy author Stephanie Wabwa as they talk all things writing, publishing, and the real life of an indie author. Welcome to the Indie Author Lifestyle Show. Living your best indie life starts here. Oh, welcome to the Indie Author Lifestyle Show here on a Friday afternoon. We are recording episode, I believe it is 24. But if it's wrong, you guys can let me know. It's been a week. <laughs> Stephanie, how are you? It has been a week. Like, can we just pause a moment of silence for that? It has been a week, dear Lord. But I'm I'm excited. It's Friday. Bless the good Lord. It is Friday. We made it. I'm excited. Um, yeah, just writing this week was, so my writing goal was a bit higher. I didn't hit the writing goal, but I wrote, right. I, I broke over 10 K for writing this week, which is still like pretty good. Um, you know, I often like will chide myself and be like, Oh my goodness, Stephanie, you only wrote 10 K. And then I'm like, wait, how many people wrote zero? Right. So, <laughs> and you know, 10K, I mean, I'm much closer to wrapping up this draft. Um, now, granted, where I'm at in the manuscript, I should be halfway. I'm only a quarter of the way, which is typically my story. I'm always like, oh, it's going to be this long. And then when I'm supposed to be halfway, I'm still only a quarter of the way into writing the story. Yay. <laughs> and it becomes much longer. But that's okay. That's why we're indie. <laughs> so writing Seraphim Resistance, it is becoming longer than I thought. But that is yay okay. Um, I have been just letting my characters do their thing. Come to life. Have their attitudes and their meltdowns and their tantrums. Sneaking out and seeing the world that they are forbidden to go see. They're kept under lock and key all the time. And so it's just really cool. And in this story, it's fun because it's a complete pivot without any spoilers. It's a complete pivot um, with the main character from the first story. And so it's just one of those things where it's like getting in her mind all over again and just letting her do her thing, like figure out the world, right? And it's just been really cool figuring out the world through her lens because it's like, oh, she's exploring different things and having to, you know, learn different things. And so it's just really fun. Like writing these days has just been really fun. Like that part has come back. It's not like stressful and I'm bogged down and uh, I have to get these words out. Now it's like, I'm excited to sit down and just see what in the world is going to happen because even though I have an outline, I have zero idea of what will happen next. So that's just been really, really fun. What about you? That sounds like a lot of fun. And I think that's my favorite part of writing is getting to the point where you're just writing, the characters are doing what they want to do. And you're just trying to, you're just, you want to keep writing because you want to know what happens next. You're like, oh my gosh, give it to me. What happens next? What happens next? And I love <laughs> that kind of writing. That is, I think that's why I just absolutely love it. And so this week I actually pivoted a little bit. Usually I write my books in order now because it just mm. makes a lot of sense. And I was just so excited. I'm working on Faded right now. And I was to, I was to a really good point where I'm out of the first act of the story and I'm kind of hitting the midpoint now. And I would just, it just kept, I just kept thinking about the ending and I just kept getting more and more excited about it. And then I was like, okay, I'm just going to write it. Like, let's get it. <laughs> So I spent this week writing it, and I think I did hit 10,000 words this week now that I think about it, but um, 
it was just really fun. Like it just poured out of me and the ending is going the way that I wanted it to go, but also some unexpected things are popping in there and it's just so exciting. And I'm like, when readers read this, they're going to be so mad. They're going to freak out and I can't wait. (laughs) (laughs) That's just the fun though, right? Like just letting it's like the discovery of the story as you go it's like okay I think it's gonna go this way I expect it to go this way but someone may do whatever they want and completely change how everything goes and I am perfectly okay with that because it's like that mystery is there and you know when your readers read it they'll be the same way like I didn't see this coming what (laughs) yeah that I mean that's just like such a fun part of it and it just oh it gives me chills I was writing I was like I'm just so excited I'm so excited (laughs) Uh, but good times. Um, yeah, it's, it's just fun. And we're chatting all about Fridays over in the Indie Author Lifestyle community. We love to celebrate what we've accomplished over the week. And so if you have something to share, just come out over to the group and let us party with you and get excited together because it's just really fun when you have those accomplishments and then you can celebrate with us, whether, you know, it's you overcame like a writer's block that you were struggling with or you hit like a new record with your writing like hey it's just fun let's celebrate before we get started talking on today's topic here's a word about our indie author lifestyle workshops workshops are designed for career authors who want in-depth training on certain topics to help you take your career to the next level Join us each month to dig into writing, publishing, and book marketing strategies for only $27.99. Plus, get access to the exclusive community. Find out our topic of the month by going to IndieAuthorLifestyle.com forward slash workshops. Now, back to our episode. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And speaking of celebrations, I'll share one on air. Um, another celebration besides, you know, hitting, I'm thinking, I, I think I made it like just above 10K for the week, but I have my narrator for Seraphim Falling, which is really fun. I had to go through auditions. Some of them were very interesting, very interesting, <laughs> but one of them, this narrator just stuck out and I was like, yes, you know, this person will definitely bring it to life. And so um, production for Seraphim Falling has begun and I think it's just really fun because this actually this kind of topic basically segues into what we're talking about today which is budgeting because you know that comes with cost right it's like on one hand it's like yay I'm super excited you know Seraphim Falling has has a narrator and it's going to come to life and you know I sent her um two things a pdf with the pronunciation guide but also an audio file because I'm like I have really, really unique words in here, and they might just come off a little funky. But um, but yeah, I also had to plan <laughs> for what to pay said narrator when she's done producing. And so I guess uh, just to kick off this conversation, so like when you go into a new project, right, because you've been down this rodeo m- m- many a times now. So <laughs> when you first go off in the outset, what is initially in your mind to have all the monies for Oh, wow. I think when I think about budgeting, I, the first thing I think about is my, I think about the packaging of the book and that's really what's first. So the first thing I think about is the cover and how much that is going to cost, where I'm going to get it from, that whole thing, my, my vision for it. And then after that, I go straight to editing and 
let me go ahead and book out an editor because who knows when they'll be available because editors book up fast. And then also thinking about um, just like when I'm going to do those payments. So am I doing a payment plan for it or, you know, what, what's kind of going on with that? So I think the packaging is what I initially think of. And for, for me, it's a little bit different, I think, because I have ongoing costs with, um, with budgeting for books. And just a quick disclaimer, budgets are something that we are going to cover in one of our monthly workshops. We're going to get down into the details. We're going to talk about specific costs, um, what to expect. And then I have a worksheet, an Excel document that I'll share um, with you if you're in that workshop, just going over the different costs, you know, if your budget is X, this is how you should kind of partial out your money for these things. But uh, this conversation on our podcast is going to be just a little bit more high level. We're going to talk to you about the different things that you should budget for so that you can be prepared. And so with me, my first things are, um, you know, the packagings, the cover, the, um, the editor, but then I have a monthly budget for marketing because I'm really a firm believer in advertising and making sure I'm wisely spending my marketing dollars because that's what brings in the book sales, right? And so that's what I want to be marketing for. And so on top, so usually the additional costs are on top of what I'm already spending every month on marketing. And so it's thinking, okay, I have this new project that's coming out. Let me think about how much it's going to cost. And then let's also budget for how much it's going to bring in and make sure that we can set it up in a way so that it will pay for itself along with all the other things that are going on. Yeah, no, I think that's really good um, having the initial, but then also having the marketing. So in a sense, it's, it's kind of like you have, you really do have two separate budgets, right? So you have like those front upfront initial costs that come pretty quickly. Um, once you hit draft one, some people don't pay attention to this till about draft two or until the book is off to betas. And then they start crunching the numbers for what they need, booking up what they need. And then also the marketing budget and you know for new indie authors this can be something that we don't think about right you know i remember when i first started in the game years ago i just thought okay write the thing figuring it out figure it out along the way and then kind of put it up there and then figure out okay what kind of money am i going to throw at it but we really have to be a lot more strategic than that especially if we're trying to hit bestsellers list if we're trying to grow our, our audience capitalize on the momentum of it being a new release that kind of thing and so i know for me like angela just mentioned you know cover designers go fast the good ones especially they they book out fast and they book out years in advance so that's one editors go fast you know they have multiple books that they are editing and so not only you're booking them but you're also booking them with the understanding that your book will not be the only book that they are working on at that time so you need to have you need to have enough space you know and then also also then you have those marketing costs you know are you going to be in paid group promotions not just free newsletter swaps with friends and other people in your genre but will you join paid promotions are you going to pay for ads on facebook on instagram on amazon um bookbub ads if that's up your alley you know are you going to pay to be on someone else's platform or you know pay to do like maybe an interview on a podcast to get your story out there so a lot of definitely a lot of costs um 
just going into it. And as Angela mentioned, there will be a workshop on this where we dig into the nitty gritty of everything that goes into budgeting because a lot of indie careers get stopped short before they even begin because um, proper budgeting isn't done. And so offers get halfway through the process and go broke halfway through the process and they can't finish because they just don't have the money for the things to come. And um, so I just really think that's a good point, you know, to point out there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think that's really wise, especially talking about the startup costs. I would say that being an entrepreneur and starting out as an indie author is very inexpensive. Like if you compare it to other fields you could go into as an entrepreneur, yeah. um, the startup costs are not that that huge at all. And a lot of things that you might not necessarily think about as a startup cost are include it. Like one of the things that I do for writing is I have my laptop. That is my writing laptop. And I usually use it for writing and anything related with book marketing. That's about it. Um, and then I have other, there are other laptops in the house that are useful for gaming and other things like that. But usually, you know, your laptop, you got to think about that. And then the, the software part of it, um, the different things that you use for that, because you know, you got to think about, are you using a Word document board? Are you using Scrivenger? Um, and then another thing that has been a absolute game changer for me, and I know we talked about this in the one of our early episodes, I think it was maybe episode three, where we talked about the tools that you need, um, formatting. That's one of the oh, things yeah. that I feel like that is completely forgotten. It's something that I forgot myself uh, when I was first starting out and I didn't have a budget for formatting. I didn't know. I tried to do it myself. And let me tell you, spending 10 hours formatting my own book is not a good use of my time at no. all. So um, just thinking about that, because the things that you're budgeting, it might not always be money. It might be time. And so for, for me, a recommendation for kind of getting ahead on the budget thing is making sure that each month as you're, you're making money to set aside a little bit for your, um, your book budget. And so have that saving set up. And if you're doing that monthly, you know, over a period of six months or 12 months or three months, then that is going to grow. And that's going to be a good pile to pull from when you actually dig into um, publishing and marketing your book. And then I also wanted to talk a little bit about the things that people can waste money on and mm. things that you should not factor into your budgeting at all. Um, and for me, like I would recommend one of the things that can get very expensive is hiring someone else to, I guess, manage your entire book launch or try to get publicity for you. Um, I think those things, especially when you're first starting out, can seem very tempting because you don't know what you're doing. But I think it's more important to actually learn how to do it yourself so that you know where you don't need to spend your extra time and your extra money on. Just because the thing that you want to do is you want to focus, as indie authors, we want to focus on being authentic and to pull people to ourselves. And a great way to do that is through social media like it, hate it, whatever. It, it's just a great way to do that. that. That's one way to be very authentic and true to yourself. And I think one of the things that we can do is we can kind of get in the weeds about things like, oh, I need someone to manage my social media for me. I need mm. someone to manage my book launch party for me. I need someone to do this for me, someone to do that for me. And while it's great to outsource things, and I definitely would recommend it if you can and you have the budget for it. A lot of times I, I feel like authors, they just spend all this money on, you know, this one book, 
when you're really not going to see a really good return on investment until you have three, four, five, you know, maybe even 10 books out. I know that for me, it took me a good, oh, what was it? It was 2018 when I finally broke even on all the books that I published. And so I started publishing in 2015. And so you got to think wisely about it or have an alternate stream of income because I remember uh, when I was trying to budget out everything I was thinking about it and I was like, okay, I have to go, like, I have to keep my expenses down because, you know, like I'm going to be making money from this book, but it's really going to be paying myself back for what I already spent up front on it. So those are a couple of things to, um, to keep in mind. And Stephanie, I'll kick it over to you for anything else that you can think to add on that topic. Yeah, no. So we just talked about budgeting for money, but can we talk about, can we continue talking about budgeting for time? Right. So like writing a book takes time and a lot of the excuses that can keep, um, especially enthusiasts or just those that are starting out is I don't have enough time. I'm married. I have kids. I have a full-time job. I have activities. I, I have church. I have this, I have that. And it's like, at the end of the day, this won't happen if you don't make it happen, right? And so you have to make time or you will never find or have the time. And so, and I think that we can waste a lot of time. You know, Angela just talked about wasting a lot of money. We can waste a lot of time doing nonsensical activities that do not move our career forward. And we don't plan our time and we don't budget that time. So then we really waste that time. And then you blink and an entire year has by and you still have like three pages of a manuscript that should be like two, 300 pages long. Right. And so I think that's something else that time can be wasted on, you know, trying to do all of the things on all the social platforms. Listen, find you one social platform, maybe two, maybe two and do not go to two until you have mastered the one like do not add a second one to your plate don't go ahead and throw facebook on your plate if you cannot keep up with instagram consistently right like don't don't try to do instagram twitter facebook oh tiktok just came out let me make a tiktok account you know like that's the new that's the new thing now people are people are like jumping on the tiktok bandwagon that's awesome the kids are loving it. It's all over the place. I think some of the videos are absolutely hilarious. You know, when they show up in my IG stories, I think it's funny. However, I know that I will not be on TikTok, period. Like maybe, maybe down the road, if I ever want to outsource that, you know, <laughs> but like the fact that I'm going to try to do all of these things, you know, because you're wasting time. Like, when you say yes to one thing, you're saying no to another. So when you say yes to scrolling through all these social platforms, you are saying no to writing. You are saying no to revising. You are saying no to learning strategies from your friends in the indie community to know what is you know, a trend right now and what is working well right now so that you can advance your career. Whenever you say yes, you know, to wasting time, you're saying no to things that will actually advance your career. And so I think it's really important to also talk about the time budgeting because we don't think about that, right? Like you're not going to magically find two hours in your day to write. That's just never going to happen. You're not going to find, you know, an hour or maybe 30, 45 minutes in your day to look for a cover designer that fits your genre and that will do well, that will design a cover that will help your books sell even more. <laughs> because at the end of the day, it is a fact. Readers buy books for their covers. Like I am in a group called 
young adult fantasy addicts. I am a moderator of that group. We are just a couple hundred shy of 20,000 people. Okay. It's a whole lot going on in that group. And, you know, I will read through comments or I'll ask and thousands of readers will respond. We buy books for their covers, <laughs> you know, like they are all over cook books that are beautiful. So that's something that has to be part of the time that you put into your career, finding the designer. Don't just find someone that's popular with everybody else. You know, they might write romance or apocalyptic stories and you write epic fantasy. Those two covers will not mesh, right? So you have to take the time to find a designer that works well for you. You have to take the time to find an editor that works for you, right? An editor that will edit the story but not change your voice. An editor that will help you become a better writer. They will see your strengths, they will see your weaknesses, and they will help you work on both, right? Like that takes time. And so these are the things that we may not think about in the outset and we lose all of that time and six months to a year goes by and we still don't have a book ready to publish because all of these things have not been met. So I just, I think that hating on time budgeting as well is probably something that, you know, just to highlight. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's so true. And I really like that you uh, referenced that and really pointed that out. And I think that's also one of the beauty of being in a community is that you can ask people like, hey, I saw your cover. I love it. Who did you use? Things like that. That's really important for authors because instead of spending all this time just digging through things and trying to figure out like, oh, like who's going to, to do a good job? You can just reach out to the people that are already successful and ask them, okay, I know that you also write fantasy like I do. Who are you using? And um, there are so many different places where you can just spend hours just pouring over beautiful artwork. Like Instagram is one place, but then ArtStation is another place where you can just get lost. And I, I don't, I can't tell you how many times I've been on that site and I've reached out to people. I'm like, your work is amazing. How much do you cost? And they're like, $1,500 for, you know, this beautiful <laughs> cover. And I'm like, really? <laughs> Gotta go. And, and those are the surprise costs, right? It's kind of like when you start a phone, your know, phone bill, you know, like you open up a plan with like mm-hmm. 18 or team over someone and you think it's great until they pop you with the fees and you're like, I didn't, I, 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 I didn't plan for this. Excuse me. You did not advertise this on television. <laughs> Like, you know, and that's the same thing with our careers. Like, these are the little things, you know, and there's so much more, but these are just some, some of the little things that we may not think about. And those fees show up and we're like, oh, I thought you would be 200. You want 1500. So like, you want the cost of my rent this month for this, for this design. Oh, okay. Oh, you don't do payment plans. Oh, Okay, right? Like these are all things that are part of budgeting and realizing if you want your career to actually be a thing, these are all things that you've got to prepare for. Oh yeah. Yeah, and it's really good to to be aware and start making that list of things that, you know, here are all the things I want to do. I think that's really helpful to have and then being aware of where, you know, you can cut costs with um not only money but also with time because mm. you do not have to do everything to be a successful author. You really don't. And I remember the month that I made the absolute most money was because I was spending so much money on ads I was advertising and that's what it was it wasn't doing a launch party 
It wasn't doing a blog tour. It wasn't posting on Instagram. It wasn't posting on Facebook. It wasn't, um, you know, working with uh, another company to manage all these things for me. It was when I was just sitting down and I had a book that was out and I was just running ads. And, you know, the readers, the thing you want to remember is with your budgets that you want to go where the readers are. And if the readers are going to Amazon to buy books, then it makes perfect sense to advertise on Amazon. And if the readers are, you know, they love these TV shows and they're posting all the time on Facebook, then it makes sense to advertise on Facebook. And if the readers are bookstagrammers and they're posting their books that they love so much on Instagram, then it makes sense to advertise on Instagram. And so I think one of the things that we like to do is we like to simplify things for you, like, and just realize that you don't have to do it all. And as one person, if you are a one person team, then you definitely should not do it all. And so, you know, there, there are ways when you can outsource and hire other people to do things for you. I've heard a lot of authors use um, their, their personal assistants to manage their email lists and to, to schedule things on social media and stuff. But just starting out, you want to run a lean company. You want to make sure that you spend your budget on the things that are going to bring you the most profit. And so I guess that's like what I really want to get across today. It's just make sure that you're aware of your budget. You know what your budget is. Um, you're not going to be scared with the upfront costs that are coming in. And also know that you don't have to do everything. I don't even do everything. Trust me, I don't even do my own social media. So <laughs> there's that. Yeah, no, I think that is a gene like that is sage advice you know like, like that's genius you know at the end of the day most of us are solopreneurs <laughs> okay um even authors like your sarah j masses i mean sure because she's traditionally traditionally published she has people you know managing you know setting up book tours and all of these things but when it comes to the initial things writing the book and like you know being present on social that is her right? And so that is time. And, you know, if you have the funds for it and you can hire a VA or someone, you know, that can manage these things to take it off your plate. Awesome. But if not, you know, if you are a solopreneur, automation becomes your best friend and also learning how to major in majors and not, and not major in minors. That is a thing. Like we need a lot of us, you know, money, goes down the drain we get leaking hole, holes in our our money bags because we are majoring in minors and we're throwing money at things that don't need money right and we're throwing time at things that don't need time and then the things that are important we don't really adhere to them and so by the time we do we don't do that great of a job and then the entire thing kind of just falls flat then we get frustrated we get burnt out we're doing too much we're too tired we're you know we're just spent you know we're spread thin and we're not able to keep up right and so i think you know just the heart of this this episode is like know where your money's going know where your time is going major in majors and not in minors like set out your list prioritize and know okay these are the things that i need to tackle you know what at the end of the day the basic question is what is going to advance my indie career and what is going to be an obstacle if it's not advancing your career it is an obstacle it is a distraction it needs to go and that's it honestly like that's that's boom drop the mic <laughs> Yeah, no, really, that, that is, it is as simple as that. And one, one final word that I do want to add in is that if 
I know a lot of authors, there's a lot of, there can be a lot of math involved with it. And there are authors who like to use their math brains and just really get into the details with things. But I would say that keeping your budget and understanding where your profit comes from is actually very simple. And I also have a spreadsheet for that, but it's, it's just as simple as looking at what the, the royalties you have coming in with your book minus your expenses like that. It is as easy as that. Boom. And I have a whole spreadsheet that breaks it out. So definitely join the workshop. Go across to indieauthorlifestyle.com forward slash workshops. And yeah, sign Shameless up. Shameless plug. Shameless <laughs> plug. We do have some, we, you know, we want to get in depth and really break things down for y'all. But of course, we would be doing a day service to you to just try to throw these intricate details in a podcast episode, right? Like that is not serving you well. So that is why we have these workshops for those of you that are like, oh, why can't they just teach me on the podcast? We would not be able to teach you well <laughs> in a podcast episode. So please go to indieauthorlifestyle.com forward slash workshops. We have all of the details. Um, this will be coming out soon because I think it's really important, you know, for those of you who are, who this is for newbie authors or enthusiasts and also for veterans who have just been doing it wrong for so long and wasting money for so many years, right? Like you have multiple books out or maybe you're already a novelist and you're not seeing the returns that you would want. There's probably some holes in your bucket and it's leaking. And that is why you're stuck, you're stuck and you're struggling. So, um, yeah, we'll definitely be diving more into this, but y'all, your budgets, you know, pay attention to that, your money and your time and, you know, budget it out wisely. All right. And that's it for budgets. We will see you inside the community. The journey to becoming a full-time author on your own terms doesn't have to be lonely or hard. We have an awesome community where we chat daily, write together and motivate each other. To be part of this vibrant community of indie authors living their best bookish life on their own terms, go to indieauthorlifestyle.com forward slash inner circle for more information. If you enjoyed today's episode, we'd love to hear more from you. Leaving a rating or review helps us to create more great content like this. Be sure to rate this episode and subscribe to the show. Thanks for listening to the Indie Author Lifestyle Show. See you inside the community.